The anointing to love the Lord is open to all. We can be ensnared by our self-generated efforts to fulfill the great command. Our response can depend upon how we read it. The tone of our inner voice is important. What words are emphasized as we read? What emotion and motives do we ascribe to the giver of this command? How do you read it? I encourage you to read it as if it were being spoken by someone who loved you. Here it is again. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Deuteronomy 6.5 When you read this command, does it condemn or offer direction? How do you imagine God wants it to be read? How do you think he may want to prioritize it? What should you do? There can be a tendency to strive to fulfill the prioritized command. However, keeping this command is something that cannot be done through self-reliance. I've read that in the late 19th century, this question was posed in a physics schoolbook. Why cannot a man lift himself by pulling up his own bootstraps? I don't know how to explain the solution to that question. I just know that it can't be done. By dint of human effort, this command remains impossible. No matter how far you stretch out after it, its fulfillment remains out of reach. We need help. There has always been a remnant of people who apprehended God's enabling favor and experienced heart transformation. Here are a couple of examples from the Psalms. Psalm 37, 31a. The law of his God is in his heart. Psalm 40, 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. However, for the most part, humanity is not strongly motivated to do the spiritual surgery necessary to love God like this. A reason for that is because it's promised to be painful. Listen to this, Deuteronomy 10:16. So circumcise your heart and stiffen your neck no longer. People tend to avoid this operation. In answer to our need, in comes the Savior. He brings a new covenant. God has provided a way to grow in response to this command. Look at what is prophesied about the activity of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them, and I will take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. Ezekiel 11, 19-20a Like the foremost command in the Torah, this covenant is relational. Look at what God is really after. See the intense focus upon the foremost command. Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God 
with all your heart and with all your soul, so that you may live. That is the summit of Israel's restoration. It is a goal toward which the Lord is working. Meanwhile, to all who have ears to hear, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Our experience of the new covenant includes a personal relationship with God. It is written, They will all know me. We know our Creator through the Messiah who calls us to leave our labors and go to Him. One thing inherent in the Gospel is that the anointing to love the Lord our God is now open to all of us, not just a small remnant. It's part of the new covenant. This is a law which is on God's heart. He inscribes it on our hearts. Nowadays, there is something called a come-to-Jesus moment. I first heard it used as a phrase describing a change of direction for politicians. Apparently, some of their positions were causing them to lose popularity, and so they would claim some sort of public policy transformation. Cynically, wisely, people don't take their change of heart all that seriously. Jesus is the inaugurator, guarantor, and empowerer of the new covenant. His is the blood of that covenant. Like eternal life, our response to the call to love God with all we are is relational. Our souls need to heed the call to come to Jesus. He will help us fulfill the command he prioritized. Thank you for listening to Love and More with David Harwood. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of several books, including God's True Love, For the Sake of the Fathers, and his latest, Growing in Love with God. You can find all of these books with links to purchase them on loveofgodproject.org. God's True Love is also available on Audible, and the others will be following shortly. Thank you. And please help us out by sharing this podcast with your loved ones.